the bounce back starts to fucking day. I'm playing. Well, I'm not playing. Welcome back to Then My Prime Podcast. Um, it's late night. Uh, I want to get this podcast out uh, early in the morning. Hopefully, if you are commuting somewhere, you can give it a listen. Um, I got six NBA picks that I've set up overnight researching. And that is my purpose, to give you some NBA picks. Hopefully not some losers, except for... Um, it's kind of been that way recently, but I'm confident that we turn it around. Really trying to get this process down, get it sharpened up. Anyways, um, here are the six plays. These should not have line movement, as, like I said, these are all locked in pretty recently. Hopefully in the morning, they're still there. Anyways, let's get right into it. First play, Cade Cunningham. Under 23.5 points, minus 117 at Caesars. So, why am I fading Cade Cunningham again, even though he just burned us? Um, well, it's a brutal matchup. They're playing the Cavs. Cade, he scores 44% of his points, is a pick-and-roll ball handler, very reliant on that. Uh, the Cavs, they allow the six fewest points per game, two pick-and-roll ball handlers. Um, obviously, the Cavs overall, they're just an elite defense. Um, they're, they are third in defensive rating. Uh, Cade against teams in the top half, so the top 15 of defensive rating. Uh, he's under in 17 out of 25 games, so very good hit rate against good defenses. And then teams that are top half in defending the pick-and-roll ball handler or allowing points to the pick-and-roll ball handler, he's under in 14 out of 21 games as well for them. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I got burned on him. I faded him against the Bulls. Uh, he went over, but Cade did shoot 9 for 13. So... Um, you know what? 13 shots. You gotta love it. For a 22 and a half point line, like, that was a good bet. He was just super efficient. You gotta live with it. So, um, it's obviously like a big spread. Cavs are playing the Pistons. It's in Detroit, but I think it's like a nine point spread. Um, you know, blowout could be an option here. You know, it's the Pistons. They're not the best team. So yeah, man, uh, the Cavs, they're also coming off of a loss, which I like. So, you know, it's probably easy to overlook the Pistons, not show up on defense, but they are coming off a loss. Um, hopefully they can refocus, come into Detroit, play hard, play good defense. So I kind of do like that they're coming off of a loss too. So, yeah, man, uh, Cade, he's always just struggled against good defenses, really struggled against teams that can defend the pick and roll well because uh, Cade is very reliant on scoring on that. Next one. Uh, back in the big dog from New Orleans. Uh, Zion Williamson over 23.5 points is a play, minus 110 at DK. So why am I backing Zion? Well, I'm backing him because he has the best matchup in the NBA right now for his play type. Uh, he's playing the Pacers. The, he did not go over last game. He had 23 points, but that game was a back-to-back um, with travel. Uh, it was the fifth game in six nights for the Pelicans. So I think Zion was like gassed in that one. He had to be. He shot 10 for 20, which is unlike him at all. Like he's very efficient. All his shots are very close to the rim. He was also 2 for 5 on free throws. Um, Brandon Ingram had 30 points. CJ McCollum had 23 points. So like everything went wrong and he still ended up on 23. Like teammates went off. He was inefficient. And yeah, still had 23 points. We just need 24. Indy, uh, they allow most points per game to pick and roll ball handlers, which is, he's running point. He's doing that a lot more. 
Uh, second most points per game in isolation. Second most points in the paint over the last 10 games. And they don't allow shit to spot up shooters. We were catch and shoot guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, Indy, like, they let their guys go one-on-one, single coverage. They have shitty rim protection. They are just worried about giving up threes, which means that if you're like a pure driver, like, this is the matchup for you. Uh, because of this, like, volume should be really good. Obviously, we saw 20 field goal attempts last game. Um, with 15 or more field goal attempts, he's over this line in 20 out of 32 games. Uh, and yeah, man, this is just like a don't overthink it bet. Uh, like, there's no red flags here. If he misses, he fucking misses. Like, I am confident to say, like, this is a good bet no matter what. Like, I don't have any any questions about this. So, Zion over 23.5 points is a second play. Next one. This one might be a little bit scary because he's a really good player. Um, he's very efficient most of the time. Uh, but I do see value on this. Um, I'm fading uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis, taking him to go under 21.5 points, minus 125 at DK. So there is nobody on the Celtics injury report, which is very important, because with the starting five active, so Drew, D. White, JB, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Chris Stapps, when they're all active, Chris Stapps, he's under this line in 21 out of 30 games. He's also been kind of injury prone this year. And I'm not saying like, oh yeah, he has a good chance to get injured here. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but he has been injury prone. So I think that his minutes are kind of being managed on top of like having Al Horford, who you want to give good minutes to because he's just a solid player. Uh, he hasn't topped 33 minutes in his last 12 games as well. So yeah, like I said, I think he's being a bit monitored. Uh, when you take it to 33 or less minutes, like taking out an injury game. Uh, with a starting lineup active, he's under in 17 out of 22 games. So we just have like a really good hit rate going on here. Uh, if we look at the Dallas matchup, so I'm not going to like lie and say, you know, it's like a tough matchup or anything, but last 15 games, Dallas, they all the second most full pull-up field goals made. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, Drew Holiday all take a ton of pull-ups, like especially compared to Chris Dapps. They all take a ton of pull-ups. Like they're, it's like a big part of their game. Um, and like I said, yeah, Chris Tapps, he doesn't do that. So I think that all these four guys have the potential to have massive games. Like it's all like a really good matchup for them with how, um, like with how <clears throat> Dallas struggles to defend shots off the dribble. So like if we can get a couple of these guys to have big games, that's just bad for Chris Tapps because he's not going to have a big market share of the field goal attempts, big market share of the points. So I do like that. Uh, Dallas also, uh, Chris Stapps, he's not super reliant on scoring this way, obviously, but Dallas does allow the fifth fewest points per game to the pick and roll man. So yeah, man, like I said, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It's like, say it's like a super tough matchup. It's not a like amazing matchup, like Lively and Gafford, Chris Stapps, let's be real. He could probably have his way with them, but this line is just with everyone active, everyone healthy. This line is just a couple points too high. And on top of that, his teammates like, have really good matchups. Like, they can really take advantage of what Dallas sucks at defending, and Chris Tapps, that's just not what he does with uh, pull-up jump shots. So, I think there's a lot of stuff going for this. think the line's too high. Um, Chris Tapps under 21.5 points is the play. All right, now I got a next three grouping of plays that I just cooked up. It's late as fuck. So, hopefully these write-ups don't sound like bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, um, first play, or fourth play, I guess. Fourth play, Brooke Lopez 
of the Bucks over 17.5 PRA. This is minus 120 at DK. I absolutely love this play. So, Brooke has an amazing hit rate on this uh, play straight up, like not filtering minutes or anything. He's over this line in 38 out of 57 games, which is a 68% hit rate to the over. He's averaging 19.9 PRA this year. Middleton is still out, which is uh, nice for more shot attempts and all that. Uh, the Bulls, uh, they are very, very tough uh, for pick-and-roll ball handlers. Um, they pack the paint. Like, we all know this by now, right? Pack the paint, very tough on pick-and-roll ball handlers. Um, and that's brutal for both Giannis and Dame. So, recently, Brooke, his minutes kind of appear to be down. But, really, the Bucks they've just been a part of so many fucking blowouts. Like, every game has seemed to be a blowout here. Uh, if you look at his first half minutes, like, he's seeing 15 to 17, or even 18 sometimes, first half minutes in, like, basically every game. Uh, source, trust me, bro. <laughs> but, no, I, for real, I did look at that because I was a little bit concerned about the minutes. But, uh, he's been seeing really good minutes in the first half. The Bucks have just been a part of so many damn blowouts. So, yeah, uh, I'm not concerned about that. The way Brook Lopez, the way he scores um, is as a pick-and-roll man and as a spot-up shooter. The Bulls on the year, they allow the second most points per game to, uh, due to spot-ups or to spot-up shooters, and they allow the most points per possession and the fourth most points per game to pick-and-roll men. So just a perfect, perfect matchup for what Brook Lopez scores the ball. Uh, we have a four-point spread here. The game's in Chicago. Uh, the Bucks, they're on a second half of a back-to-back with travel. Obviously, it's a better team. We want them to be at a disadvantage because we want this game to be close. <laughs> so, yeah, four-point spread. I mean, the Bulls games, most Bulls games just seem to be, like, really, really close. And, like, their scheme, their personnel, uh, the way they defend is just, like, really good to keep Giannis and Dame from going off. And that's kind of how a blowout, I think, would happen here. So, um, I do really like this game to stay close. Obviously, like... Could be wrong. Uh, NBA is pretty pretty random, but I really do think this game's going to stay close. Brooke, why am I doing PRA instead of points when I'm just saying how good of a fucking <clears throat> scoring matchup he has? Well, Brooke, his points line is at 11.5, so we just need six rebounds plus assists uh, to return value. Uh, he's averaging 7.1 rebounds assists on the year, and like if this game stays close, maybe he can get like eight or something. So, <coughs> oh, sorry. So yeah, um, I just think that there's value to add the rebounds and assists here. And he also, just on top of that, on top of all this good stuff, he has a great history against Vucevic. Since last year, he's put up 27, 21, 42, 34, 16, 24, and 25 PRA against Vuce. And yeah, um, we just need <clears throat> we just need 18 here. So I would make this more than a one-unit play, but I kind of don't want to make my one and a half unit plays on overs and I also don't want to make them on guys with low usage if that makes sense because these guys just randomly disappear sometimes but I just think on paper this is just a great great matchup zero regrets behind anything when I'm playing this next up um one unit play on Buddy Heald of the Philadelphia 76ers over 12 and a half points that is minus 115 at DK so this is like another person similar to Brooke. Like the 76ers have been played in a ton of blowouts recently. So his minutes have been down. His production's kind of been down the past couple of games. But if, over his last four games, he's had really brutal matchups for what he does. Uh, he played Boston, who's a single coverage team, really good against spot-ups. 
Uh, they played the Bucks, who aren't a great defense, but they are really good against catch and shoot or spot ups. Um, obviously, like as uh, as I'm about to say for my next play, I'll touch on that a little bit more. But yeah, the Bucks not a great defense, but uh, you got to have the ball in your hand. You got to have high usage to really feast against them. Um, then that gets Cavs, just a great overall defense. Knicks, um, they haven't been as good as, as of recent, but still definitely a solid defense. Now, Buddy Heald's going to get the Hornets. Uh, over the last 15 games, they allow the third highest catch-and-shoot frequency on the year. They allow the second, they're the second worst uh, defense against spot-up shooting. So, guys, catch-and-shoot, spot-up, I know I like, keep on mixing them up, but they're the same shit. So, yeah, really bad against catch-and-shoot, guys, the Hornets are. Another big edge I think we have here is that D'Anthony Melton, uh, who is a guard on the 76ers, very important piece of this team. Uh, he'd been back for a few games on a minute restriction, but uh, he's someone who like directly would take away minutes from Buddy. Uh, unfortunate for him and unfortunate for Philly like and just basketball fans in general because he's a fun player. But uh, he's been dealing with a back injury, and he's going to miss extended time once again here. So, But with D'Anthony Melton out... Um, this should be really good for Buddy Heald's minute floor. Now, speaking about his minute floor, Buddy, he has played 27 or more minutes in every single game with Philly. On the year with, uh, oh, see, I told you guys I was going to fuck up the write-up. I fuck, <laughs> fucked up the write-up. I said on the year with 27 plus minutes, and I said with 25 minutes, but it was with 25 minutes. On the year with 25 or more minutes, uh, including Pacers games, he's over in 25 out of 40 games. Uh, with the Pacers against the Hornets, he put up 19 and 25 against the Hornets and their poor catch and shoot defense. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Buddy been on the wrong side of some blowouts recently, but they're big favorites at home here against the Hornets. Think like it was 10 points, 11 points or so. So, yeah, um, when you're betting it over, the last thing you want to have happen uh, is your player be on the wrong side of a blowout. And I just don't really see that being the case here. So yeah, uh, Buddy Heald over 12.5 points. think this is a great buy spot, a great matchup. think that Melton being out is pretty significant for his potential minutes as well. All right, sixth and final play um, before we wrap things up here. I went back to the Chicago versus the Bucks game, and I took Kobe White over 30.5 PRA. Uh, that was minus 125 at DK. So uh, the Bulls right now, uh, the men... <laughs> They have, like, no depth, no scores. Like, their starting lineup uh, last game was, like, Kobe, DeSomu, DeRozan, Drummond, Vucevic, and off the bench, like, Javon Carter, like, the student in Batim, like, Dale and Terry, who played a couple minutes. Like, they just have no depth right now. They have no scores. Like, Io is not a creator. Uh, Drummond, obviously, isn't much of a creator. Uh, Vucevic, honestly, like, he's pretty matchup defendant. So, yeah, man, it's really just the DeMar and Kobe and Vooch show. Uh, Alex Caruso missed last game. Uh, he's questionable for this one with a hamstring injury. He hurt that on Wednesday or two, Wednesday or Tuesday, I believe. So, very recent. Uh, hamstrings, they tend to take time. I mean, think about Tyrese Halberton. Think about Bradley Beal. Um, Caruso is a very injury-prone person and in general. I don't think you'd want to rush him back. Um, I kind of doubt he plays here, but even if he does, Caruso won't have an effect on usage. Uh, he could have, like, a couple minutes effect, but uh, like I said, I don't think he plays. And, like, um, if Caruso doesn't play, Kobe White's honestly going to play close to 40 minutes. Like, that's just what he's going to do. Uh, Kobe White, 
he's over this game without Zach Levine, or <laughs> without Zach Levine, Kobe White, straight up, no filters. He's over this line in 20 out of 34 games. Uh, versus the Bucks without Levine, he had a couple monster games. He put up 34 and 43 PRA. Um, more importantly, he had 20 field goal attempts in both games. So great volume, uh, great numbers, just great success against the Bucks this year. Uh, why that is, is that Kobe White, even though he's a great spot-up shooter, well, that's not really his role right now. They limit spot-ups, uh, but they allow the second-lowest points per game and the most field goal attempts to pick-and-roll ball handlers. Obviously, we all know this is because Brooke Lopez likes to sit in a drop or has to play a drop. Um, Bucks really don't have good point-of-attack defenders, so it really just funnels, funnels a lot of stuff to um, the guards with high usage. So, yeah, um, obviously not great for Vooch, but it's going to be the Kobe and DeMar DeRozan show here. Uh, Kobe, why is his line kind of low? Well, over his last nine games, he's played the Cavs twice. Great defense overall, great against uh, ball handlers. Uh, Played the Pelicans, um, very good against pick-and-roll ball handlers. Played the Magic, um, just good overall defense. Played the Timberwolves, obviously best defense in the league, baby. Uh, So, yeah, he's played some brutal matchups over his last nine games. And he's also kind of in a slump, which maybe isn't great. Uh, he's shooting 26% over his last four games, which is also skewing it down. But like I said, he's in a slump, which might not be great. But if he wasn't in a slump, this line would be like 34 and a half. So um, we're chasing volume here. And uh, a slump, recent shooting slump, some tough matchups is what is skewing this line down here. Um, I also d- decided to add RA to this because, like I said, I like the game to be close. Like I said, with the Brook, Brook right up. Um, I and I also I just think he's gonna play around forty minutes. I think like usage, like I said, Kobe and Demar show usage minutes gonna be insane. Ball in his hand, that's gonna lead to assists by default. Um, minutes, that's gonna lead to assists, rebounds, all that stuff. So, and also just like on the year without Zach Levine, he's averaging eleven point seven rebounds and assists. His points line was nineteen and a half. His uh, PRA was thirty and a half. So we need eleven RA, and uh, I think that's very. I don't think it's going to screw us over here, uh, to say the least. So yeah, uh, Kobe White is the third and final play. Quick sum it up. Let's give the six plays that I had today. Um, I had Cade Cunningham under 23.5 points. Zion Williamson over 23.5 points. Uh, let's see, if you're listening to this later, I'm going to quick redo this. If you're listening to this later, I'm going to say what I'd play them down to. Uh, Cade, I'd play Cade under 22.5, but you got to have minus 110 or better. Zion, uh, I'd play over 24.5. Got to have minus one. I really like this one. Got to have minus 115 or better. Chris Stapps, I'd play this down to 20.5. But be careful because he does kind of end on 21.5 um, a lot. Honestly, I'd probably pivot to PRA if uh, 20.5 isn't available for Chris Stapps. Brooke Lopez, I love this one, man. I'm cool with it up to 18.5 to like minus 125. Buddy, honestly, I love this one as well. I would also play this to 13.5, probably minus 125 as well. Kobe White, 30.5 PRA. also love this one. You can definitely play this to 31.5. So, yeah, um, those are the six plays. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, let me know. Uh, if you guys want to, shoot me a DM, comment on one of my tweets. If you guys do like that I'm posting this early, and if you find it convenient, uh, I'd love good feedback. And yeah, enjoy your Friday. Oh, it is a Friday. I kind of forget that sometimes. It is a Friday. Enjoy your Friday. Um, we're bouncing back. It's happening. Uh, maybe not, though, because I kind of fucking suck at betting. <clears throat>
Anyways, you guys have a good one.